Hello and welcome. My name's Ben. I'm the CEO of Charlie HR, and this is the Culture Ops Podcast. We're the podcast that's trying to lift the lid on the challenging situations that affect your business and your culture on a daily basis. Let's get into it. Amazing. So um, we're going to kick off today's episode. Um, and my guest uh, for today, a super good friend of mine, um, Kelsey Treyer, um, who is at the moment um, COO at Marvel App. You've had an illustrious career as a COO within the, <laughs> within the tech, tech industry. Um, but uh, tell people listening how we know each other. Um, firstly, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. This is very exciting. Um, we know each other because we run a little community together and have done for the last five years. Uh, you and I run uh, COO Stories together, which is a tech community here in London for, we like to think, um, the best COOs of tech companies in London. Mm. Yeah, we do, exactly. Um, and I guess in that time, um, we've we've got to, we've been able to orchestrate lots of um, vulnerable and real and genuine conversations um, amongst um, our members, and so I'm hoping that we're going to have one of those today. Um, so before we get into the the topic, the title of this episode is what it's like to have to restructure a team. Tell us a little bit about. Marvel, there's only one rule, which is that we don't talk about funding rounds in this mm-hmm. podcast. So um, who are you guys? What do you do? How big is the team? Give us some context. Sure. So we are a team of about 35 people. Um, we're based here in Shoreditch and we are a design collaboration and pro- productivity platform for teams that want to create amazing products at speed. Nice. And and you've been there, I say like four years? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. Yeah. Wow. Um, very cool. Um, so I'm just going to give some, some, some context, I guess, how we're going to explore this, which is, as always, rather than focusing on, um, you know, what actually happened strategically in the business, we're looking at the, the process of what went on. Um, uh, you had to make some big changes to your team. And we're going to try and explore the emotional aspects of that. How did you feel going through that? How did the team feel? Um, what were the repercussions from a cultural perspective? How do you think you guys handled it? What would you do differently next time? And as always, we'll end on some um, some useful takeaways that people can use in their businesses going forward. Because um, this is a sensitive topic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, one of our guests we were speaking to the other day um, uh, was talking about you know letting their first person go. You had to move a few people when you when you went through this. So um, talk us through the moment when you realised that something had to happen, mm. that, you, that you had to take some some drastic measures. Yeah, sure. Um, this is, I mean, just to preface it, it was one of the most difficult things we went through as a business at Marvel. Um, when I joined, we didn't have a sales organisation at all, and we built one from scratch, which was such an opportunity to, you know, put the right processes in place and build, you know, hire amazing people. And it was a sort of... <clears throat> It was an interesting thing to do in a business of product developers and engineers um, to bring in a different type of person, you know, customer facing. So we were really kind of conscious to um, hire fantastically for the team. Um, 
And I have to take you back and take you along this journey so I can explain kind of where we realised we were going a bit wrong. Sounds good. But um, so we went to, I mean, we, we must have seen over a thousand CVs and had a hundred interviews to hire this kind of incredible team. And we were so proud of them. And absolutely every person that we brought in was an amazing cultural fit. They were getting involved in organizing team events and they were always showing up for the company and making things better. And they were really just, it was a kind of pivotal time for the company because we realized how exciting it is to bring in fresh, new, interesting people. Um, and we, I'm only laughing because I find this a bit sort of challenging to talk about still, but um, we hired them based on this book that had kind of taken the tech world by storm. It's this book called Predictable Revenue that came out in 2011. And it was basically the handbook that helped Salesforce grow to the $100 million plus business that it is today, where they rewrote the sales rule book for SaaS. Mm. And Marvel was building a SaaS sales team for the first time. And we were really excited about all the different theories in predictable revenue and we built the sales force machine we built that model and you know the months were rolling by and the team were all working really hard and we just weren't seeing results and we were like okay maybe it you know, takes a little while to ramp a team and all fine um and a couple more months went by and we we realized at that point that the way marvel works wasn't quite the same as Salesforce. What we'd done was build an outbound sales organization when almost everyone that was buying Marvel already knew about Marvel, perhaps already had an account with us as an individual for their own personal use. And it, the, the way that people were coming to us was totally of their own accord. And so it became very, very obvious that we just couldn't justify having this huge outbound sales team when all our deals were coming inbound. Um, and that was just really, really clear from the data. We were, had been sending thousands of emails, um, you know, really good copy, open rates were good, but none of the deals were coming that way. So the data just showed a really, really clear picture that we'd kind of jumped the gun a bit, built an outbound sales organization when that wasn't Marvel's model at all. Mm. I'm gonna stop you there just because I think it's so, so interesting, specifically around how we're all influenced in the way that we run our businesses. We we inhabit a space, um, you know, we work in cool East London where, you know, people are constantly saying, read this book, listen to this podcast, um, uh, read this blog, do this thing. Um, yet businesses are super complex, you know. It's not, it is not one size fits all. Mm -hmm. um, these things are, these things are really difficult and it's, and, it, and it's, super hard and in, sometimes you know in your case dangerous to mm -hmm. read something and say hey this is this is what we should do and try and implement it um you know word for word mm -hmm. how much did you um get input and um uh, look at the plan that you had how much did you scrutinize it mm. very good question and the short answer is nowhere near enough. Um, we had a really experienced um, leader come join us from a SaaS company, but 
the model worked really well for him and his old company. And our investors kind of passed their eyes over it and were like, yep, cool, makes sense. Um, it was the first time I was hiring and building that type of sales organization. And we were just, with hindsight, way too gung-ho about it and didn't take the time to really get some frank and honest and rigorous feedback on whether this would work. And I don't think I looked enough at the Marvel data to really understand the picture of what was happening before we just went ahead with it. Um, there's a real sort of like urgency sometimes in startups just to get things out the door and get things shipped and get things done. Um, but obviously this particular thing that we rushed out the door had serious repercussions when we ended up building a team and they were all fantastic. And we were coming to the realization that we didn't actually need them. So take me back to that moment. You're going through that realization that maybe you've got this insane team, but actually that's not how you're going to grow the business. For you as, you know, being one of the people that was helping to bring that team to life and make it happen. How did you feel? What were the kind of emotions that you were going through at that point? I mean, I remember taking myself away to comb through everything and to really kind of get my head around why this wasn't working. And the whole afternoon it was sort of just this like sinking gut feeling where I was sort of nudging at the realization. And then the more I was exploring, it was kind of becoming more and more obvious to me. And then like in my mind, just running through having to take, you know, everyone else in the business through it and, you know, taking our CEO through it and yeah, just every, you know, that kind of realization that I and the other leaders in the business had made a mistake and that there were going to be serious repercussions as a result. That was just such a sinking feeling. It was awful. And, and was it, at that point, was it a conversation you were having with the rest of the management team? Like, right, we've we made a mistake. This is this is this is a problem. We've got to do something about it. Um, it was. I guess it was more. It, it was just once we started looking and seeing that all our deals were coming inbound, it was just really obvious that we didn't need all of our outbound sales team. We didn't need as many sales reps to deal with the volume that we were getting. It it wasn't so much a sort of um, like a prolonged discussion. Just when we were staring at the data, it was just super obvious that the business couldn't justify that many heads on the volume of inbound deals that we were receiving without any outbound. So the data supports that you guys all aligned about, okay, this is what we need to do. No one's feeling good about that situation. Mm. What are the steps that you then took to 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 do what you need to do, right? To mm. to restructure that team and to um, yeah. repurpose the people within it. So um, this was the first time that Marvel had been through something like this. Um, that you know there had been a couple of people here and there along Marvel's journey that weren't quite the right fit individually, but that was absolutely not the case. Um, in the sales team scenario that I'm describing. Um, and I think perhaps because of the sense of, like the deep sense of guilt that we all had as a leadership team for having 
made a mistake that was going to have such repercussions on, on you know people that we really cared about and respected's lives we were really clear from the start that we were going to try and either repurpose uh someone into another role in the business or um support them meaningfully support them into fantastic jobs elsewhere um we were we did have one opening in the team that we were able to offer as a job that someone one of the um group that we were letting going to have to let go and make, make redundant we had one opportunity um and then the remaining we we were just super super clear that that's something we wanted to do our utmost to do um and there were you know every single member of the leadership team all have um groups and communities that they're part of and we uh you know we sent out fantastic profiles of these people um and were able to get them options and um plenty of choice of amazing companies to go and join so that's kind of that was where our head was at that was how we wanted to handle it so yes we needed to make this really difficult decision for the business but we were going to do it in a way that hopefully minimized the impact on those people so you decided you know you made the conscious choice that you were going to try and handle that situation with heart with empathy when you had those conversations with with the team with the individuals affected do you think that it was appreciated do you think they understood that do you think they saw that um i would really like to think so um but also at that point i don't know i was sort of conscious of giving them the space to feel whatever they needed to feel and i'm sure there was also elements of disappointment perhaps betrayal i don't know that i'm sure at, at some level they did feel appreciative of those efforts but i'm not sure that was the primary feeling they had in the moment where they were being told they weren't going to continue their journey at marvel um but there was at least uh one person who left the business who then um you know and to this day continues to come join us for team events sometimes so i think that's a really great outcome and a great result and hopefully the others feel that they would be welcome to come join us um for team events as well yeah that's really nice that's such a that shows that shows really strong culture that they feel like they can walk back into that room mm-hmm. and and spend time with everyone how do you think what do you think the perception was from the rest of the business on when this was happening do you think Do you think they looked at it and and thought thought you got you guys were ha- handling it well? Do you think they were unsure? Do you think it created tension? You know, what what was what was the perspective of of everyone else? Yeah, it was a really interesting time because for quite a few people it was Marvel is sort of their first proper job and when a business comes up against something like this it's almost a moment where you realize that you're a business not just a bunch of friends having a really nice time and working on challenging problems together but that sometimes difficult decisions have to be made and i do think it rattled the team um and they were sort of like whoa okay uh you know weren't expecting that um but you know the conversations that were happening between the levers and the remaining team 
um, and all of the effort that we were going to, you know, really kind of spending time to get our leavers options for their next roles. That, um, I think, made everyone else in the remaining, the remaining team members feel, um, you know, like the best was being made of a really challenging situation. Um, I also think the our CEO and I guess by extension our leadership team are intrinsically kind of yeah I would say Murat our CEO is a intrinsically kind-hearted person that everyone trusts and follows willingly and he's always made decisions in the best interests of Marvel and acted with integrity and that carried a lot of weight in that moment mm. because you know that everyone trusted that that if that decision was being made then it was the right thing for the business yeah we talk about culture starting at the top 100 percent. and that's such a good example of you know who he is as an individual um who he naturally is who he authentically is um coming through in in a, in a really difficult time and I don't think that's something that you can fake or pretend mm -hmm. yeah totally agree it sort of is reflected in the tiniest smallest actions that you take you know you might be thousands every day that demonstrate what kind of person you are um, and that kind of capital kind of builds up over a long period of time um, but I kind of feel like you know the whole team maybe they would follow Murat anywhere that's really nice so before the situation you know like a bit of a gut-wrenching feeling knowing what's going to happen some hard conversations but at the heart of it you know that you're trying to make the best of a tough situation tough situation and giving them the space to feel what they need to feel how do you and the leadership team feel after it it had happened after you'd announced it, you'd had those hard conversations and ultimately some of those individuals had left the business. Um, I mean, that just like sinking feeling continued for a really long time for us. Um, I always think if you've, if you've made a mistake or if you've messed up, like do what you need to do to make things right and then have a period of reflection where you figure out what the learning is and you figure out what you're gonna do differently. And it was a period of several months, I think, where we were kind of processing all of that. It was, um, yeah. It was, um, I mean, as at, at an immediate level, we needed to crack on and make the new kind of sales focus work. And we were very focused on that and um, reorganizing the team members' roles so that we were taking advantage of all of our inbound deals. Um, but then the reflection period was kind of like, what could we have done differently? And we talked earlier about getting more rigorous feedback and input to a major business unit being built. Mm. And that's definitely something that we wish we'd done. Um, uh, but also, I think we could have spotted it earlier um, and then probably minimised the impact to everyone because the team members that were made redundant were so embedded culturally in the rest of the Marvel team. So just being more rigorous with our 
um, like looking at the data on a daily basis to figure out what was going on with this new function. Has it changed how you have made decisions and thought about things going forward from that point? We definitely hire carefully. Um, as in, do we really do we need this role? Is it valuable? What's it going to add? Um, of course, we've not had a perfect track record since then. You know, it's always difficult to not make mistakes. But um, yeah, we just, I mean, soon after that point, we, we ended up hiring a head of data and an analytics, which was a bit of a game changer as well, because we were finally starting to understand parts of our platform that we'd never understood before. Um, so rather than making gut-driven or I read this book-driven decisions, uh, it was based on the reality of how Marvel works. So that's definitely a change that's happened since then. Nice, that feels really good. And looking at yourself as a leader, do you think that, do you think that it changed? Do you think that you, you personally learned anything specifically from, um, from that moment, from that experience? Yeah, I... Uh... Well, I I learned how how much you impact someone's life when you say your job is no longer here. Mm -hmm. um, but I also learned how much of a difference it makes when you show that you genuinely care about that by doing what you can to support them into another job. I think that that was a really important part of the whole process. And perhaps we went to particular lengths because we felt it was our fault. But now that I've seen that play out so well, I would hope that that's something I would always do if we were ever letting go a team member for similar reasons that we would really go to the effort of helping them and supporting them into another job. Yeah, I love that you say that because we were at a breakfast this morning together and, and one of the things we were talking about is shifting the perspective of who's doing who the favour. And I think often in business, we think that we're doing someone a favour when we give them a job. Mm -hmm. um, and, in, and in many ways, they're, they're doing us a favour. They're, they're the ones that are coming to spend their time with us in our businesses. And, and what you're talking about is treating that with real respect. Um, and so understanding what's at play when you say to someone, hey, you can no longer work here, but also understanding what's at play when you say to someone, hey, come and work here, mm -hmm. right? We need, to be, we need to be sure that it's going to work out. You know, we, we, one of the conversations that we've had is with someone that, that we employed at Charlie who actually we hadn't done our homework. We'd hired someone too junior into a role. Um, we should have been much more cautious on saying, yes, you're the right person with the right skill set before we brought them in. Mm -hmm. Because putting someone through that when we've not done our homework is, um, is tough. I want to quickly look at the Marvel culture. Um, do you think the Marvel culture has adapted and changed following that experience, that moment? Yeah. Um, well, we've always been uh, a team that's built on trust and openness. Uh, our number one value is we build together. 
And that means putting Marvel and putting your team first ahead of your own personal goals or personal motivations. Um, but this, you know, this hap all happened at a time when we were sort of discovering what kind of business we wanted to be. And we, I think probably for a little while, we were just a bunch of friends in a room working together. And this whole thing happening was part of our maturing story. Um, and it was sort of, you know, that expression that um, it's when times are bad that you really see who you are. I mm. feel like this was a defining moment for us because we were able to come through it, feel relatively proud of how we handled it, even if we felt ashamed of making business mistakes. Um, and I think that's carried through into our culture now, um, where we're stronger, hopefully. Um, but I also, I, I feel that we are still experiencing the echoes of some of the amazing culture that the team that we brought in, you know, influenced us with. They were all such kind of, they were radiators. I use that expression quite a lot mm. to sort of mean someone who puts out energy. They were all those types of people and they were pivotal in getting Marvel to embrace that kind of culture. Because I think we, we were all um, before that, before we had a customer facing team and a sales team, we perhaps, everyone got on really well, but we perhaps lacked some of that overt enthusiasm for life and um, their influence I think is still being felt and um, I, we definitely hire, try to hire in their image some of them. That's really nice, I love that. That feels really strong. So where we'll end and wrap up is um, takeaways. So, you know, what we want to try and do is um, be able to give useful advice things that people listening can take away and implement in their own mm -hmm. businesses. So what are the kind of two or three things that you would personally take away from this situation? Mm -hmm. Huh. So I think <clears throat> my first takeaway is if you're ever going to have someone leave the business to do so in a way that very much leaves the door open for them to come back to another role if the timing was right. I would really like to think that that would be the case with all of these people that have since gone on to do amazing things in other other teams. Um, if that's the, yeah, if you can put that in place as the in intention and the way that your actions are shaped, I think that's a very strong positive and takeaway. Nice, that's great. Second, um, we talked about this a fair bit, but get really rigorous and frank and critical feedback if you're going to do something for the first time in a business. Um, so if you're building a function for the first time, you can, you know, it's good to base it on theory, but also look at the data and get input from people you really respect and who've done it before. Nice. That feels really strong. And then I guess maybe my third um, takeaway would be the, the thing that brought us through, I think, um, was the history of integrity that we'd built up as a leadership team, where the team, when 
the team were able to trust that we had acted in the best interests of Marvel because of all of the tiny decisions and actions we'd done over the last, over the previous two, three years. Um, so we'd, we'd sort of demonstrated in the small moments as well as the big moments that we were able to act with integrity as a leadership team. And so when this kind of really difficult time came, we were able to bring the existing team along with us and they trusted that we'd made the right decision. Yeah, awesome. So I'm going to wrap us up there. Um, Kelsey, thanks so much for coming and chatting and being so um, honest and open with us. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me on your podcast. What a treat. It has been a treat. It has been a real treat. Um, I've really enjoyed that. I'm going to thank Mel um, from Behind the Glass and to all of you listening along with us, wherever you are, um, on your commute, at home, sitting in your office, we hope you enjoyed it today. Um, my name is Ben, ben Branson-Gately. I've been your host. And uh, we hope to have you back again soon. This has been the Culture Ops Podcast. Mm-hmm.